0: Hi, welcome to the Classic Car Guy podcast with Mike and Eric, uh, where we're dressing salesmen for success. You know, Mike, today we were going to talk a little bit about the silent close, but before we get to the silent close,
1: uh, the final results are in. Yeah, Eric, they, the the domestics finally reported their fourth quarter, and it, it looks like the year for new cars is going to be about a thirteen nine, almost fourteen million dollar million unit year, compared to sixteen three last year. Um, most of the car manufacturers are down, except there's a couple like Alfa Romeo and Volvo, but the uh, which means they sold three, right? But you know, for the most part, it looks like the fourth quarter came in real well. Um, a lot of the manufacturers were actually up. And the, uh, which kind of surprised me. And the big news was, I thought was just the general motor sales on trucks. I, I it's huge mm. 98,000. It looks like they just averaged it, but mm-hmm. 98,000 September, or, I'm sorry, uh, October, November and December. Okay. Um, and I think that, I think that, you know, 10 years ago, they show in this report that they did, uh. 555000 and this year they've done 900000 So it just it looks like trucks were really a big quarter for trucks. But all in all, I mean, it's uh, going to be interesting to see what happens in 2021. Is this going to be pin up demand that can come back our way? Uh, roughly a million three units, you know, compounded on whatever this year is going to be. Which I imagine, to get things kind of really rolling again, it's going to take some factory incentives to get everybody back in the mood again. To move them on, move them so, on, yeah. yeah. And the uh, so all in all, I, it wasn't a bad fourth quarter. Um, it, it looks like almost all the manufacturers are up, yeah. So the uh, in the fourth quarter, all the way across the board, across the board. I there is a few exceptions in there, but for the most part, it's a. It looks pretty. It looks pretty good, yeah. And the uh, you know, and I didn't do this. I should have done this if you took the fourth quarter numbers and multiplied that times four. What, what the hell would the number have been if that had maintained all year round? Right but it looks like the two best months are going to be february and december. So, oh uh, all no, all, I thought it was uh, you know, not as bad as it could have been based on the dumpster fire that was going on last year.
0: Sure, sure. So, yeah. Where everybody's saying the focus came back to, you know, the new cars that uh, are going to have to continue to sell. We talked about this before in a podcast where if our used car inventory is going to, pl- you know, plateau and we're shorted right now on the used cars, we got to have that trade-in demand, you know, yeah. we got to get this new cars uh, to get the new uh, trade-ins,
1: so and Eric, I the, think that's the best place to get a, a used car. Oh, absolutely! You know, force the new car dealer or force the new car deal, make a customer, and get a pedigreed used car on the lot. Sure, sure, for sure. Uh, yeah,
0: Using so. some of our equity alerts, something to yeah to draw up some of that business where we can get some decent trades. Yeah, so for and sure. And I imagine that new it's cars. going to be another
1: big used car year. I haven't found that number yet, but yeah, see, you know, normally that's a forty-one million number. Yeah. So the uh, no, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see what happens happens in 2021 and what the salesmen make happen in 2021
0: sure and you know i think a lot of sales guys are have to decide this year you know especially a lot of us i was a used car salesman and i know that uh i was always focusing on used cars used cars and going after new cars one of the things i had to focus on is there was sometimes i had to go after the new car so I can get the used car trade right. to go out there. It probably did. had the used so, car sold, sold before. before. Yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was actually calling the customer because I already had their car tra- sold. I needed uh, their trade in to put the deal together today. So I had to sacrifice a new car deal yeah. uh, to get the trade in so I could sell the used car. Oh, good, so. good, good. But yeah, so talk a little bit about Mike. You know, When we talk about going into the silent close, the setup, yeah. how this always goes into... Uh, It's kind of like, you know, the going after and laying this out, articulating your cause, you know. Yeah. Uh, So we're talking a little bit about the silent close today, Mike. So,
1: yeah, Eric, you know, it's 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 kind of like the baseline close. We have, you know, many different write ups over the years, but uh, the closes haven't changed much. We have the assumptive where, you know, basically you have your trial close questions that are kind of assumptive and some of the smaller yeses when you open up the write up sheet to them but the uh, the baseline close is going to be the silent close uh, you know at least one time mm-hmm. ask him to buy the car sure lay the pin down and shut up right. and the uh, it just it's and don't talk first they always say he who talks first loses mm-hmm. but the uh, it's in my mind it's an awkward close it's probably the most pressured close we did Mm-hmm. But what can the customer say? I'm sitting over here not saying shit. Well, you know, know, it's a, it's, you know, just sit down and give me an answer. And I think it's a great baseline. So if you want to get measured, say you met the customer, you went outside, you established the rapport, you got them excited about a car, you did your feature benefit receipt presentation, you did your demo drive, your trial closes, you brought them in, you made them comfortable like they're a guest in your home, Mm -hmm. you sat them down, and now let's get measured. At least one time, let's ask for everything. And ask them to buy the car and shut up and see what they have to say. You
0: know, one of my points that you were making here is that when you describe the terms of your product, you know, whenever you're putting this deal together, you're just laying this out. Like you said, here I am. I'm laying out the terms of the deal, what it is, you know, what you're looking for. Is You're going to stop talking, deliberately stop talking, go into a silent close, and you're anticipating a favorable response from the customer. Yeah. You're, you're anticipating that. You did everything you could to sell this car, and you deserve to earn the right to ask them for this business. Now, you're looking for them to say, yes. Right. Yes. Right. That's what you're looking for them to say. Now, when they start to negotiate with you, as a salesperson, you have to ask, did I do a good job selling right. my product? Did I describe the terms that I did properly? Right. And now and it's on. You and know? now I mean, you're going to get married. You're, you know, people always get to uh, get so nervous about, well, you know, that's kind of a hard close. No, not really. What else did you have to say? You yeah. lay out the terms. Right. You let them to said, yes, no. Or is that the best you can do? You right.
1: Know? But Eric, you know, it's it's I've seen uh, lots of salesmen over the years that taught customers how to negotiate. So basically, you know, they sit down and they write out the numbers or they present the numbers and they stop at each one of them and look up for a reaction. And I always contend that, you know, by the time you look up twice, you're going to teach the customer to give you one. Right. So, you know, you go down, you lay out your numbers like God is on your side. And I really don't believe that customers mind paying a dealer a profit. Right. When I took TOs over the years, you know, and you had that hardcore negotiating guy in there. You go in, and you say, "Man, just give me an idea. What's what you, right. what's your idea of, of a fair percentage of profit to pay me?" Mm-hmm. And I say, eight, nine times out of ten, they said ten percent. Well, you know, hell, we're already at seven. You know, and I don't know how we're going to get the other three back, right? <laughs> and they, uh- <laughs> so it, they don't really mind. I think it's in their mind. It's kind of like this uh, this perception that if somebody comes in here and is a better negotiator than they are, they're going to get a different, better deal than they did. Sure, sure. So when you lay out these numbers, you got to lay them out like if a hundred people walk in here today to buy this car, they're all getting the same price, right? And you know, then lay the pen down and shut up. Yeah. And let's see where this goes. Now, just, you know, many funny things have happened in a silent close. I've seen, I've literally seen salesmen fall asleep in the silent close. I've seen customers fall asleep in the silent close. You just can't talk first. Yeah. And I always thought that the longer the silence goes on, it means he's having a harder time thinking of a reason to say no. Right. So why would I want to interrupt that? You right. know, let him go through his thought process, whatever, whatever, whatever. And tell me, all right, pick up the pen and and give me his okay. Or, you know, tell me he's not going to do it and why. Yeah. Well, you know, I think part
0: of the process of creating that win-win is part of the silent close. You know, when you yeah. lay out and articulate the terms of it, you know, if you, you know, like you were talking about it, laying it out there one time, you know, if you start at a discounted price. Can the customer negotiate now? Now, You know, so all about this, you know, somebody we talked about, he who speaks first loses, you know, I'm not sure that anybody loses when you go to close. I think that we all have to come together and we're going to create just a a pricing number. So this is a part of their strategy, their strategy. I didn't really have the true uh, value of what the silent close was. And I remember I was uh, closing a deal uh, for one of the sales guys at a dealership uh, that when I worked at your dealership and uh, this, this guy was there and he was like, oh, you're bringing in your manager now. And he was talking about one of your sales guys there. And the sales guy was kind of lazy. He was always relying on us to kind of close his deals anyway. You know, yeah. he didn't really want to go out there aggressively. And I, I remember I was like, I'm not going back in there discounting this. I'm going to, you're going to go back in there and you're going to lay it out one time and right, asked this eyes. guy, I said, yeah. you work so hard out there. You spent two and a half hours finding this guy and his wife, the car. You go back there and lay it out. And he wouldn't. And it just, I remember I sit there and he went back there and he was me, giving me the old, well, you know, this is how it works. You know, we start here, you start here. And he was back there deliberately teaching the My customer God. how to sell the car. And I used to listen through the partitions and I used to kind of listen to the sales guy and what they said. And man, I was really, I was Having a redhead moment, really, Mike. And 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 I remember I walked back in there and I said, you know what? I said that was the worst. That was the worst I ever seen. Um, That was the worst I ever seen that you did. And I said, you know what? I'm going to walk back in there and I'm going to force this guy to either pay it sticker or he's you're going to lose the deal simply because of this. And I walked back there and I laid it all out and I just basically laid out the way we did it. And I laid it out at full price. And that guy looked at me and that was probably the longest. Uh, silent silent clothes. clothes I was ever in, Mike. You know, we sit there and probably stared at each other for about six and a half minutes. And it was probably the longest I'd ever been. Most of the time, people are very intimidated. In 30 seconds, they would speak up. And can you do any better than that? You know, yeah. and this guy looks up at me and he goes, Eric, you're a lot younger than me and I've got to go to the bathroom. Will you just go and write
1: this up? And you did the bathroom <laughs> close? He's, he's like, I've
0: got to go to the bathroom. He's like, just write this up. We'll take it. We want it. Yeah. You know, I still, to this day, I still remember I just wanted to take that deal and I didn't want to give it to that sales guy, you know, because he didn't trust uh, what is, he had done. He didn't trust the process. He didn't yep. trust... All the work that he did outside and he shorted himself. And that's what I think some of the frustrating parts of of watching salesman over the years is, is that when you go out there and you do a good job and you know you've sold a car, you know you've went out there and delivered that, you know you've done the best you could, you put the best product in front of that customer, and you've done that, why settle yourself short? Yeah. you know and and the silent close man you don't have to worry about is it a hard close or he who speaks that's kind of a bullish mentality it's not really i mean you know to bring this out it's it's when you break the silence it just shows who's the eager one to get the deal done you want to find out is your customer eager to get this done, or are they really considering not buying this car?
1: Well, you know, until he answers, you're not going to know that. <laughs> you're not
0: going to know so, that. You know, you so, yeah,
1: it's a baseline close. Right. It works. A, you go in there one time, you lay out the numbers, you lay the pen down and ask for their okay, and then shut up. Right. And let's see where it goes. But it's going to be up to the customer where it goes, exactly. not you. Exactly. But, you know, it is an awkward silence. And you know, when I did it, uh, when I was selling cars, you know, I would lean in, lay the pin down, ask for their okay. And then I was afraid to move. Right. I, mean, I just sat there. I was afraid to swallow. They might hear that. Right. But the, uh, it just, you stay there and you stay intent until they give you an answer. Right. And then from there, it's going to go wherever it's going to go. But the uh, at least we'll know one time where we're at. And you got to have them. You got to have the customer negotiating with you. Otherwise, you have
0: nothing. You or got, you, you got don't.
1: Nothing. Or you don't have to have the customer negotiating with you. Yeah. You know, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I think now. I think. Uh, but it, you know, we got out of the business. I got out of the business around two thousand six. But I'd say what four times out of ten they picked up the pen and signed it. Right. So it's just, a lot of times I think in the close, you're dealing with the salesman's expectation Mm -hmm. and the, uh, based on what he knows, his past experience or everything else, kind of like the the story you were telling that they become, you can become your own worst enemy Mm -hmm. and just go in there and expect everything and lay the pen down, ask him for their okay and shut up. Right. Uh, he comes back with an objection, of course, you go into why do you say that, you expand on it and everything else, shoot some holes in his objection, make some uh, value arguments, come back around and ask him to sign the, sign the paper again and then shut up.
0: Right, right. the uh,
1: And let's go again.
0: I figured they were doing the math in
1: their head, Mike. That's why it took them so long. No, I don't think so. I, I, I think they're just rocking and rolling on you, The uh, if, if they're going to rock and roll on you. But I bet you today's customer's not doing that. Yeah. Uh, I'll bet you a guy could go out there do a great job presenting value, come inside, ask the guy for his okay, lay the pen down and shut up and get him to pick up the pen and give him the okay, what, six, right. seven times out of ten? Right. I mean, they're a lot more educated. You know, they they've got the thirty hours on the internet, whatever, whatever. They uh they probably have a good idea that we don't have a whole lot of markup in these things. You mm-hmm. know, just lay it out one time and see. I had a I had a
0: manager one time, and this is I mean, the times have changed a little bit as far as the pressure of what we used to do and uh the sales guys, but I remember they said, you know, when you speak, when you go out there and speak too soon, as after you lay it out, and then you you're the first one to speak. Oftentimes, what you're doing is you actually give the customer an opportunity to kind of get out of it. You give them an opportunity to kind of procrastinate right. and say, you know what? You know, okay, because they know how eager we are to sell a car. They're like, well, he'll give me this price tomorrow. Right. He'll give me the next day. And he right. goes, it's the challenge of just sitting still and saying, did he do a good job?
1: Yeah. Hey, Eric, <laughs> my, my analogy, and I, I'm, a, I'm a little afraid to even say it, I but the, uh, <laughs> when I did it, I always thought, okay, now the hook is there. Yeah. Now, yep. as soon as he talks, it's either going to set or not set. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And they, uh, we're going to reel this in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I talk first or another salesman talk first, you know, you just pull the hook right out of their mouth. Sure. And, the uh, you know, we always train new guys. Right. And the, uh, so we had uh, new guys. We put them in the training course, everything else. Out they'd come. And then we'd put them in combat on a Saturday. And then I would go in or the managers would go in and do the T.O. And the uh, we'd always say, now, listen, man, you know, don't you talk unless I ask you to. Unless I, you know, pull you in on this. Right. You keep your mouth shut. Right. So you lay down the thing, you go down, you lay the pen down, you say, oh, I need your okay right here. And then all of a sudden the awkward silence starts and you see the new guy on the other side of the desk with the same side as the customer. And sweat just starts to drip off his brow <laughs> and everything else. And you know, he's getting ready to explode. Right. He yeah. He's going to talk. I am like, oh, yeah. here, he comes. <laughs> yeah. here he comes. Here he comes. And all of a sudden, he pops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I'd have to get him out of the room because <laughs> now I have to go back and set up another no. value <laughs> argument, go all the way around, come back in and ask him for their OK again. And, and, the, uh, and get say the same the thing and yes. articulate it a different way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just said, do it all over again because he talked. <laughs> right, right, And you know, sometimes you get
0: that customer that does know how to negotiate and he's looking for concessions, you know? Yeah. And so you just have to hang in there until so he can articulate his argument. You but, know, you know what I mean? the until, discipline of
1: it can be kind of fun. Until so, you lay the pen down and right. ask for his okay and get his answer, you don't know what right. you got. Exactly. And they, uh, so, I mean, you know, you got to sit down and let the guy talk. Right. And they, uh, so he talks first. Yeah. I don't know what I have here. Yeah. I might have. okay you know i might have a guy come back with an objection i got to deal with Mm -hmm. and if you do you do but let's say you don't do the silent close how many times or how many how much could you be leaving on the table Exactly. Just by not asking the guide and shutting up. Yeah. You know, your confidence should already be there. You
0: know, you know, Eric,
1: I think confidence goes a long way. You kind of described it earlier, but you know, I think the better you go outside with this customer and you earn the right to ask for the business, Mm -hmm. you earned it. Yeah. The more confidence you have in the clothes, right. You know, you know, you earned it, you know, if nothing else you deserve an answer. Right. You know,
0: and I, I even, my argument today is with some of these guys is, is that, is that, you know, with the internet really driving it, just like everybody's talking about the internet's driving the traffic to the dealership, you know, and if internet is really truly driving the deal and talking about going out there and laying it out one time, you know, as a sales guy, you have to understand my confidence would be even higher today, knowing that the customer's there off the internet. So when they show up at the dealership, they already know that I'm the best price. So all I have to do is show them why I'm the best value. Does that make sense? I mean, because yeah. if they thought that another dealership was the best price, why wouldn't they have went to them? Right. Does that make sense? So the moment that they're on my lot, they felt that. They even read my disclaimer that said that that sale price includes all rebates that are subject to qualifications. So right. that means even at worst case scenario, when they looked at that retail price of that car, they still thought I was the best price because they showed up on my
1: lot. Does that well, make you know, sense? So that's
0: a big confidence booster know, for Eric, and we've talked so,
1: about before, you know, are you better than the internet? Yeah. You know, and should there be a distinction between buying the car on the internet? Right. And coming to the store and having what I consider to be a good retail experience. Exactly. You know, a fun thing. Now, people only do this, you know, what now, every three to seven years. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it it should be fun. It should be exciting. You know, they don't do it often enough. And this is a very tangible object. You're not selling life insurance or annuities. This is chrome metal image. Right there it is. And if a guy goes out and he does a good job building that value case, getting the customer excited, He's earned the right to ask this, right? You know, all I need. You're okay, right here, mm-hmm. and shut up.
0: You know, and this is a big part of learning how to become a true trusted advisor in your in your right. field. You know, you're you know, you want to feel that confidence that what you're telling them, you're consulting and, and you're giving them, you're advising them the best way to buy the car. You now, know what and I'm Eric, thinking?
1: how many guys have we seen in the car business that were very good mm-hmm. with the retail experience? Mm-hmm. But never could close. Sure, uh, ended up making a lot of friends and not doing very well on the yeah. income side. You know, this is a profession. You know, you're a professional salesperson. You're going out there. You're basically uh, guiding the customer over what could be what two, eight, ten million dollars in sure. inventory. You're also putting together the financing. With this, as far as matching his budget with the banks or whoever, and making this budgetable for him, you deserve the right to ask for the business. Mm-hmm. You just got to earn it first, but then yeah. ask the guy for his okay and just shut up and let's see where this goes. Sure, I mean, sure. Uh, I don't care how long it takes.
0: It, this, is a, this is one of those little art factors that I think that a lot of times that, for me, I think if I can be encouraging to anyone... You know, you have to trust the process, trust your ability and what you've done and going in there, laying it out. Okay. This is going to be a very easy, simple step that you can add into your uh, business and you'll see that it'll start to separate you from a lot of people and people will trust you out of this. You know, they will, it'll gain trust. I know it seems like it's a foolish step of it, but you know, we talked about this briefly yesterday about, I think I, I feel like right now I would be. Uh, I would trust my process more than I would any AI. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because here I'm gonna to start to overthink what I know I already know how to do. Yeah, does that it, make it, sense? It, and it's not like it's it,
1: brain surgery, right? And know? that's
0: what I'm saying. This yeah. over the overthinking side of this because of the of whatever the percentages levels here, here, and here. The percentage is i already know i did my job they're either going to say yes or no i already know the outcome it's going to be one or two things right. if they say yes i've already have a direction of where i'm going if they say no i already have a direction of where i'm going so i don't need to rely on an ai i could actually go in there the and process. trust the process yeah, you know trust process, the process let's see
1: where it goes so and it's going to be up to the customer yeah so however he answers this is going to go
0: yeah i would say put the silent clothes to work guys you know yeah and you can you can uh, maybe cash some checks on on it, you know Eric, what I mean? Eric, so. the, uh, my
1: my <laughs> funny story about the silent clothes is the uh, I, I was in Atlanta at a Chevrolet store. It was '79. I just gotten out of college, and of course, it was tough times. Uh, right. We still had the 21 percent interest rates, but the uh, I had this customer come in, and uh, uh, he bought a Malibu from me. Now, there was this old-timer salesman on the floor. He'd been there probably his entire career. Give him credit for that. He'd been there probably 30 years. Right. But he was the Sansa Bell slacks, the plaid jacket, you know, tell you what I'm going to do salesman. Right. And the uh, dyed his hair and everything else. But the uh, he comes up to me and he says, Micah, you know, uh, you owe me half that deal. And I said, well… I don't know how you came to that conclusion, but, you know, what do you think? And he goes, well, I sold that guy a new Corvette in 1963. <laughs> and I said, well, man, have you talked to the guy since 63? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> he didn't ask for you. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the, the house uh, gave him half my deal. Uh-huh. And, the uh, you know, you don't worry about that stuff. It'll, you know, it comes back around your way the next time. Right. <laughs> but a couple of days later, he had this young couple, and they were in there buying a car. And he went into the silent clothes and and we had like walls, actual walls between the the sales offices. And all of a sudden I see this, uh, uh young guy kind of stick his head around my wall and goes, uh, can, can you help us? Yeah. And I said, well, yeah, sure. What's up? And he goes, well, can you come check our salesman and make sure he's okay? <laughs> He'd <fallen> asleep. <laughs> he fell asleep. And Eric, I'm sitting there thinking, well, should I just move him to my office? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Coy owes me one.
0: <laughs> Sell him and then city. Yeah, but love. I woke him up. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: I we had one of those. So guys. maybe there should be an age limit on the silent clothes. <laughs> we have. Or what is it? Narcolepsy. If you got narcolepsy, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> Man,
0: that would have been rough for me. I, uh, I would have felt sorry for the sales. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh,
1: oh, I, I you did know. kind of scare him away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty rough. That's where they still
0: had the red light, green light buttons, right? No, so, they yeah. didn't
1: have those. But the they uh, <laughs> didn't have those. But the uh, it um, was. That and then I had another one where you know I had a customer fall asleep. You know, an older customer came in and fell asleep. Yeah. Know, but, well, you know, against all silent clothes rules, should I wake him up? Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think some of the yeah. some of the stories of the silent clothes laying it out there, and then the the sales guy doesn't say anything. I used to. I had a, a customer. I was sitting there staring at the guy, and you could see that his wife was ready to break, and she was a little, just a little nervous of what was going on, and. And, uh, the husband said, no, why do you say, and I said, why do you say that? And he's like, you know, I can't do that payment. I'm looking to be at X, Y, Z. And, uh, the wife looked over at him. she goes, I thought we told her, we said our budget was X, Y, Z. It was $150 it's more, more. Yeah, which it always uh, is. Yeah. I was like, I was like, what are you talking <laughs> And he goes, listen, woman, I need you to be quiet. I'm trying to, I'm trying to negotiate a deal here. And I, I busted out laughing, uh, yeah. busted out laughing. Yeah, and it, it was over then. You know, yeah, it, was it was done. It was done. It was done. There was nothing they could
1: do.
0: So I think having some fun with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and just trust in the process, you know, trust in the work that you did. Uh, that you went out there you uh, articulated a good argument you know if you if you gave a clear message about your product mike i really truly believe that 90 percent of the objections uh are gone and i I truly believe that the customer have already seen the true value of what it is at this point they're just trying to figure out how close you know what kind of a deal they could get right. i think they want to own it they want to buy it they want to pay you they want you to make money and yeah. i think it's a, if you lay it out there you're going to win a lot of people over you
1: yeah, know just and you know just for 2021, just try it. Just yeah. go out there, lay it all out for them one time, lay out everything mm-hmm. and ask them for their okay and let's see where this goes. Yeah. Shut up and let's see how they answer. Lay the pen down and smile yeah. real big. You might shock so, yourself. You know, last week we talked about, you know, moving your income up if your commission average was what, a hundred dollars more a car, two hundred dollars more a car. This just might be one of the ways to get, you know, I just, let's say another thirty percent. Absolutely. So, so yeah. Chasing it down. So
0: Hopefully the silent close works for you. Go out there, lay it out, articulate it, trust the process. Don't worry about anything else. Uh, You've earned the right to be here. That's why they're sitting down at the table. And, guys, remember, they want to buy from you. The moment that they sit down, they're telling you they want to buy
1: from you. That's right. And, guys, go out today, meet somebody new, have some fun, and sell a car.